up creative friends. Welcome back to the do it for the process podcast. This episode is especially wonderful because in this episode, I get to take you behind the scenes inside of the collective. You literally get to come and peek inside and get a little taste for the goodness that's inside of this amazing artist and creative membership. In this episode, I get to share with you an interview that I had with Morgan Harper Nichols last year inside of the collective. Morgan is generous and kind and thoughtful and deeply creative. If you know of her work, which I imagine you do, if not, click the link below and get to know Morgan and her work better. It'll serve your soul in a multitude of ways. But Morgan's work is poetic and thoughtful and creative and layered and touches us on a variety of levels. Inside of this interview, I think you're going to also sense that Morgan is not only a deeply passionate and loving creative, but also a very savvy businesswoman. And we kind of peek behind the scenes a little bit in this episode in that direction, which is a true gift. And again, Morgan shows up so generously on our behalf and shares so openly. So this conversation was housed and is housed inside of the collective because each, um, each session has a guest expert interview. So it lives in that context, but I get to kind of bring it outside of that context and share it with you here. So it's a, it's an exciting day over here and I'm so excited to share this special interview with you. A few announcements before we begin. Number one, the artist path to success workshop is still live, but will only be live until Tuesday at midnight. So if you're listening to this on Monday, you're golden, go ahead and hop over there and listen to the workshop. I would recommend getting some popcorn, although it's not as thrilling as, you know, Netflix, but it is exciting. Um, get a notebook and pencil. You will definitely want that and download the artist path to success book. The book is very beautiful. It's very thoughtful. It is a great companion for your creative journey, your creative career as you progress, you know, throughout the rest of this year into the next, you know, 2022, 2023. It will be a really good companion as you grow. So go download the Artist Path to Success book. It's totally free. It's completely beautiful. And I think it's going to really nourish your, your creative heart. You can find links to both the workshop and the book in the show notes below. So you can click on those and hop over there. Another very exciting announcement is the collective is open for enrollment only through tomorrow night. So yet again, if you're listening on Monday, you have a nice solid chunk of time that you can absolutely join us before the doors close, but doors do close Tuesday night at midnight. So if you are interested in joining this beautiful, nourishing, life-giving space that will absolutely help you as a creative entrepreneur and artist thrive, then join us very, very, very soon before Tuesday night at midnight. It's $34. It's very, very affordable. And inside of this space, you're going to find a lot of space to grow. What I recommend doing is begin diving in right away. You get access to the content the moment that you, that you enroll. So you're in, you're good to go. I would recommend before you get overwhelmed by the amount of content that's in there, because we've talked about quite a lot thus far. We've talked about how to run a wholesale um, business as a creative entrepreneur. We've talked about how to license your work, how to price your work for profit, how to photograph better, how to have a better website, ways of launching your work, um, holiday marketing campaigns that absolutely apply year round, by the way, although we do put them in the context of the holidays during the holidays, of course. We've talked about packaging and shipping. We've talked about how to run creative retreats. There is so much content inside of the collective by this point. What I recommend doing, join, and then come into the space with maybe two or three goals that you want to pursue over the next three months. And then use that handy little search bar at the top of the learning platform. Just go ahead and type in your word. Maybe it's workshops, maybe it's Instagram stories, maybe it's um, you know whatever you wanna learn about or really focus on in your business right now. See what comes up from that search result. I would imagine you'll find at least one training um, maybe behind the scenes, maybe a guest expert interview, maybe a conversation inside of our, our monthly Q and A's, whatever that is, dive into it and let it nourish your business and let it, let it be a place where you can find actual tangible how to steps to take action and to grow and to be a total professional in whatever area you want to grow in. 
Next, I'd recommend dive into our community. So inside of the collective, there are kind of five parts. There are the trainings, you know, how to do things, what, you know, what a certain topic entails, for instance, hiring a team or um, having a subscription membership or having a wholesale line or having better photography in your business. So trainings that are really practical, And then there are guest expert interviews. You're going to hear one today with Morgan Harper Nichols, but there are so many others. Connie Matisse from East Fork Pottery, um, Bonnie Christine, Trupti Cargini, Tanya Vall, Sarah Cray, um, Lisa Congdon. So we have, it's not even like, that's not even half of them. There are so many incredible guest experts in there for us to learn from and to tap into their wisdom and their knowledge. And they share so generously because inside of the collective, we've created a safe space where I can share generously, you can share generously, and our experts also can share generously. The third component is behind the scenes in my studio. And again, this is where I can share generously with you because we have this safe space. We have mutual trust, we have mutual respect. I can trust you with things that I would never share on the big grand internet. I would never share inside of my ShipStation account. I would never share details of inside of my launches. I would never share, you know, ways that we lead generate or or run ads or, um, you know, do behind the scenes kinds of things inside of our businesses. And yet to run a sustainable, growing, thriving business, you have to know these things. You have to know how these things work and how they're structured and, and the ways in which they take place in a creative business in particular. So I'm an open book and I share generously because we have that mutual respect. We have that mutual trust. And I feel like I can be vulnerable inside of this space, which is an honor that I do not take lightly in the slightest. It's very, very special to me. The fourth component is a live Q and A where you get to ask your questions and I get to help you move through those questions. Um, you know, both with my answers and with the community's input, it's a really wonderful time to move past the things that are blocking you. And oftentimes these things come up as we actually begin doing. So this is the difference between a class and a membership inside of a class. You have all the knowledge, you have all the, the insight given to you, or, you know, it's for your taking if you want to. But the actual doing of something, the coaching through something, you have to do that on your own. Well, in a membership, I get to help you with, you know, the knowledge and the content. And also I can be there when you actually begin implementing and you come across those stumbling blocks or those, those things that are holding you back, those mindset shifts that need to occur, or those practical steps that you need to think through logically or think through from a different perspective. The Q&A segment of the membership can be such a great place for that to happen. And along with that, the fifth component is our amazing community. So after you join the collective and you begin, you know, thinking about your goals, you begin researching your particular goals with, you know, your aspirations in mind, dive into the community because this space, I say this a lot and people kind of, I don't think they really realize it until they're in, in it and they see it and feel it. But this space is beyond generous. The creatives that are inside of the collective are a unique kind of human in the best of ways. <laughs> they are kind. They are thoughtful. They are experienced. They are currently working on the same thing that you're working on, which is pursuing their creative work and letting it be big and bold in the world. And that takes vulnerability. That takes bravery. That takes a love for your work that you're not going to find outside of this space. That takes knowledge that you only really get by doing and by being, you know, by being active in your business. So having a community of active, striving um, beauty makers, that's really, really special. And it also means that we're going to understand the highs and lows. Both, both of those, the highs, you know, having a place to really celebrate and really bring your work and your, your accomplishments to a group that's going to also know how to celebrate, you know, let's say that you, you finish a collection or maybe something even less grand than that. Maybe you photograph something and it looks so good and you want to just, you know, cheer for yourself. You did something incredible. you you had this, this photo shoot and it looks amazing and you're so happy. Well, this is a great space to bring those highs and those things that you're really excited about. You know, you can go even more grand. Maybe you launch a membership, maybe you launch a collection, maybe you launch a retreat and it goes well, bring it to us. 
us because we're going to actually understand and be able to celebrate with you. Whereas your friends and family, I'm sure they're very, very supportive and wonderful, but they may not know what a big deal some things are. And it can be really gratifying to have your efforts met with people who get it and who are like just so happy for you. On the other side of that is the exact same thing. Sometimes running a business is hard. Running a business is tiring. I think we all know this, right? This is no secret. And then running a creative business is even harder and more tiring because you're being vulnerable and intimate with your creative work and you're sharing that work vulnerably with the world. And that takes a special kind of bravery that most businesses don't really have to worry about because they just, you know, have a product and then they go sell it. Well, our product is deeply vulnerable and deeply passionate. And that takes a little bit of a unique blend of bravery from us. And when things don't go as planned, you need a community to fall back on. You need a support structure that will be there to sustain you emotionally, mentally, to help you think through things from a new angle, to help you problem solve in a way that's actually productive. Um, This community does that. We are here for the highs. We are also here for the lows. We understand that not everything is roses. Sometimes things don't go as planned and that is okay. That means that you're growing and trying new things and pushing and that's a beautiful thing. So we're here for all of that and having that safe space. Again, I, I talk about this trust It's such a huge part of the collective. The trust that is built in everything allows you to show up and be vulnerable as well. So I'll bring my whole vulnerable self. I will bring my whole wise, um, imperfect self. And I hope that you will also do the same. Again, doors are open until Tuesday. I cannot wait to get to know you and your creative business better inside of this very special space. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into this interview with Morgan Harper Nichols. Hey guys, I'm here with the famous and very talented, very inspiring Morgan Harper Nichols. And I am so honored to get to interview her today and talk with her about creativity and energy and just how to grow something from a humble beginning into something that touches, I mean, at this point, millions and millions of lives, which is like, I got chills just thinking about the power of creativity and the power of positive love and affirmation and seeing people and talking to like the people that you care about so deeply you talk right to them and i think that's the true magic so morgan can you just kind of describe what you create yes so i create digital art that incorporates writing and poetry and yeah, it, it came from I had I had an iPad and I wanted to experiment with it. So I downloaded some apps and I've always loved traditional art, but I was living in a really tiny apartment and I didn't have space. Yep. So I was like, let me try to sort of recreate that experience online. So yeah, a lot of that's what I do. It's is digital art that is very inspired by by other all lots of different types of art. So yeah. Um, I don't think you can see this, Morgan, but I'm just scrolling down your Instagram feed and it's like a color wash of inspiration and beauty. Thank you. It's been getting more colorful too. I I started to notice that I I didn't actually, someone pointed it out to me. I didn't realize I was doing that. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So I mean, it's summer. I feel like that's very, like as someone that's very in tune with like the seasons and you know, just mm-hmm. the emotions of life. And also right now, I wonder if this is, this is like, I'm totally projecting this, but I wonder if you're getting more colorful because the world also might need a bit more color and like hope and vibrancy. Yes, I I definitely think that's true because I, I know for me, a lot of the ways that I would leave the house to get inspired, I just haven't been able to do. I love going to bookstores. I love going to coffee yeah. shops. Those are like, my main two. I'm, I'm, I love nature, but I'm very indoorsy. <laughs> so those are my two in- indoorsy spots. Like anytime I get stuck, I'm like, I'm just going to go find some coffee shop I've never been to. And I'm just going to go and sit up and set up and 
and work or I'm just yeah. going to go walk through the bookstore. I like to be in the company of other creators oh, and other really books cool and things. And I love that. But yeah, for a long time, actually bookstores may be opening where I live. I'm not sure. But so. um, but yeah, for a lot of the places that I would naturally gravitate toward going were closed. And I, I didn't have access to it. So I think sort of subconsciously, I was like, okay, let's yeah. literally bring more color into this and let that just the simple act of, of playing with hues, like let that be the inspiration. So, yeah. yeah, like I said, I didn't realize I was doing that until someone pointed it out to me, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's we're gonna we're gonna play with that for a little bit. Why so, not? Yeah, I mean, take, take the inspiration <laughs> where it wants to take you. Um, yes. So, can you tell me? I don't actually know this this answer. Did you begin with art or with poetry? I know that they're both art, mm. but like two dimensional art or poetry. So this is a, this is like an age old question that I feel like I ask myself every Chicken other day. Chicken or the egg, I'm, right? Which yeah, one? <laughs> it really is. I am not sure. I'm not yeah. sure because I would say for the longest time, like, oh yeah, writing, writing, writing. And then I actually found a, an old box of composition journals from when I was like seven or eight years old. And I was drawing actively at the same time that I was writing. Interesting. But I think the thing was is because I, I wasn't I wasn't really one of those kids. You know those kids who can just draw everything and you're just like everyone's like, Oh, you're gonna be an artist. I wasn't yes. one of those. Like I couldn't I couldn't draw yeah. everything, you know, my my sketches, they weren't stick figures, but they weren't you know they I'm were just the same average. boat. Yes. Really? Not not good at drawing. Good at color, not good at drawing. Yeah, That's same. Fun. So I would I would play a lot with color pencils and markers. I, I loved that. When I was eight years old, my mom used to be an, an, an antique dealer. And she let me have a stationary set at the front of her booth <laughs> on oh, Saturdays. Awesome. And it was just a binder of marker colored um, flowers. So I was like, yeah, I was doing that all the, all at the same time. I was really interested in words. Yeah. So I think they've always been really sort of parallel. But um, I think writing ended up kind of rising to the top for a couple of reasons. And one is because, um, as, as I shared with you before, is that I, I have dyslexia yeah. and I was homeschooled and my mom just sort of figured out that like, she was just gonna let me write. Like she wasn't mm -hmm. gonna stand over my shoulder and say, you wrote oh. that letter wrong, you wrote that letter wrong. And yes. so she would just let me write and encourage yes. me to write. And so for me, it was just very therapeutic. Even though I was getting the letters wrong, it yeah. was still a matter of like, Yes, but just get in the practice yes. of it. So it was just a part of my life very, very early on. She just encouraged me to keep writing. So, um, and then the other part, the reason why I think writing kind of rose to the top is, is because when I was in high school, I just started to kind of experiment with poetry. I, I think I discovered a famous poem by T.S. Eliot um, called uh, For the Love of Alfred J. Proofrock. And it's... And it was it was the first time I read a poem that I was like, I feel like this person's speaking to me. Oh, wow. And I'll never forget the day of of Googling T. S. Eliot and realizing that he was like he was like an old white dude. And I was like, <laughs> We have nothing in common. Like, I was this... like, how how did this how did this That's writer connect with me? And <laughs> we're totally opposite. Like yeah. I like fourteen year old black girl in Atlanta and I'm just like Yep, yep, you are like how? literally how opposites. <laughs> So that really sort of opened my eyes of just like, just this idea of being able to talk to different kinds of people just over the span of time. So I think I did start yeah. focusing on writing a bit more. And then um, I have a very musical family. So <clears throat> my parents or my parents sing and play instruments and stuff. And my sister plays instruments. And so it kind of started to be like, oh, well, let's try songwriting uh, let's yeah so writing became mm -hmm. kind of I was like okay yeah maybe I'll be a writer um but then in my in my early in my mid-20s after having tried to be a professional writer in a lot of different ways <laughs> in many different capacities I was just kind of in a situation where um I was I was I was really exhausted trying yeah and also really broke yeah. 
it was just like hand in hand so often yeah Yeah. it was like I don't I can I think I can do it one of these but both of Mm -hmm. these together the tired and the broke I'm not sure I can I I gotta figure something out at the time my husband he was also freelancing and working a lot of different odd jobs and things and and I was just like I don't know what to do I don't know where to start or if maybe I should stop trying I that was a huge thing of mine of just like maybe creativity, writing, whatever, that was something from my childhood and I just need to leave that oh, behind. Yeah. And so I would say that that was sort of like my quarter life crisis moment where I was just like, maybe I need to stop trying. Um, Cause at this point, this is in um, 2015, 2016. And mm-hmm. at this point, Instagram and social media is, is, you know, in its, at its, you know, at its height and everybody, and there's people my age who are incredibly successful you know i'm seeing lists of like 30 under 30 here's all these people who raise millions of dollars with their amazing ideas and all of this stuff and and they're only 22 years old and i'm like okay um hmm maybe not happening here yeah i'm like maybe there's no maybe there's nothing here you know maybe i need to just kind of like stop trying a little bit and um because it was very hard because like i was yeah I'm very blessed to have a really encouraging support system. My parents are really supportive. I have a sister who's in the arts and we talk about things all the time. She's really supportive. My husband is supportive, but at the same time, the rest of the world didn't seem to be supportive. It's so encouraging to hear because I feel like it's such a common (laughs) narrative. Like the beginning, it's just you with your Mm. big dream and the big dream can be fueling but also like deeply exhausting because it's so absolutely big it fills so much of you and if you don't see it realized or appreciated it's just like oh it's like this is kind of like a motherhood thing you have a one-year-old I have kids like if you don't feel like your child is being appreciated in the way that they should be appreciated it just cuts Mm. you so deep it's so painful and I feel like that's not dissimilar to your creative dreams like if you don't feel like Mm. they're being appreciated it's just like but I love this, and why don't yes. you? Because it's so good, or it's becoming uh, so good. I can see it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's there's actually a, a really. I've been working on creating a like an artist music playlist to share with people, and oh, yes. I just want to throw this song out there. I'm going to tell any creative who's ever struggled with this to listen to the song. It's called Constellations by okay. Brendan James, and he taught he talks about that, and it's. And just a fair warning, you got to be in the right place before you listen to it. I'm it is it a down. piano ballad. It is, it is very oh. in that vein. Yes. But he just asked a lot of those questions. And, and I'm trying to remember one of the lyrics of the songs, that it, but he just talks about, like, I, I think he says, I thought my gifts were constellations that would be clear to all. And oh, oh. I just think that that's such a... <laughs> I know. It yeah. is such a beautiful song and and you know, he doesn't have an answer for it in the song, you know, but it's yeah. just like, yeah, that is a real thing. Like you feel this thing and and some people feel it bigger than others. For some it's just like a hint and then some yeah. people are like, No, I see the whole vision laid out. That is such and, a clear picture. Like the brighter your stars, the more obvious you think they should be to others. Like the brighter your mm, dreams are the more clearly you can see them. Yes. Yeah. It is yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get chills just thinking about that song. So yeah, I, I highly recommend re- recommend that song to everyone. Um, but yeah, so that was a huge thing and and I ended up um at the end of 2016, I ended up sort of like just thinking, just sitting sitting in my apartment. Um, my husband was working late that night and I was just like, you know what? I think I'm done. I think I'm giving up. I think I'm gonna stop trying. And in true Morgan fashion, <laughs> the way that I decided, here's this time I'm gonna commemorate giving up. I wrote a poem. I wrote a poem about giving up on writing. <laughs> and yeah. The so irony, I love just, it jokes on me so i wrote this poem and it starts with when you start to feel like things should have been better this year remember the mountains and valleys that brought you here and in that poem i just talk about how it's it's more than it this year it's more than just the mistakes like you're not this work was not in vain and then i end it saying and you're wrapped in endless boundless grace things will get better there's more to you than yesterday and I finished that poem and I looked at it and I said, you know what? That's great, but I'm not sure I believe that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. maybe that's for somebody else. Um, 
maybe I was just supposed to write it down and I don't know why. So for some reason, I just, I guess I just had just like a flicker of hope or something left. I took a picture of it and I posted it on Pinterest, forgot about it for several months. And then that following January, and it, it had been repinned over a hundred thousand times. That's and crazy. I didn't even know that it happened. The way I found out was because people started sharing it on Instagram and tagging me in it. Yeah. And I was like, how did they find this poem? Like, crazy. I didn't have, I didn't have a Pinterest following or anything. I, yeah. I didn't use tags. Pinterest is kind of magical. It really is. You never know. <laughs> you never know. It's just crazy. It's like, how did that? Yeah. The it's, Wild West. I've gone back and tried to figure it out um, how that could have happened. Still don't know. I mean, but, can we um, say, like, your constellation <laughs> just came into clarity? Or, like, you know, the universe, God, it was just like, this needs to happen. <laughs> this needs to happen. The world needs this. Yeah, it's... And I and it, honestly, I can say, too, that that particular piece, to that day, because I had tried lots of different blogs, and I've been in music. I've tried lots of different things. Right. But that poem was by far the most vulnerable thing that I had ever shared. Mm-hmm. Because... And it wasn't even so much that I was going into a lot of detail about what I was feeling, but I did kind of admit in that point that I felt like a failure. And I don't know for anyone else listening, I don't know if it's hard for you, but that's hard to do in in our day and age. It's hard because we we live in a world where we curate our stories for others online in a way that we've never done in human history. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's that's new and we're Mm -hmm. all figuring that out together and i think we've come a long way i say we just meaning you know collective people who use the internet but um and i feel like i've come a long way but when i was in my mid-20s i I absolutely was comparing myself to my peers all the time when i was doing music i wouldn't i didn't want to share um pictures of shows that I played if it wasn't sold out. Why? Because other young people Mm. who were sharing their concerts, their shows were sold out. And it wasn't cool to show a gig that you played if it was only 20 people there. And, you know, I look back on that. I'm like, I'm so glad I've come a long way, but it's it's real. So I still write about those things because I I just I I just truly believe that there are a lot of other people who who may struggle with that. So absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's so like so beautiful to hear and also so beautiful to know that um, that in a way that you have when you talk to people now, when you write for people now, because I love that we'll talk about this in a minute, but like the way that your work works, you're actually like talking to a person or, you know, people mm-hmm. in general, maybe, but um, that you can tap into the rawness of how that feels because you have also mm. experienced it and you know it so intimately it's not like you're just doling out wisdom from the clouds. Like, I got yeah. you. Here's the nugget that you need. Cause you're like, no, I've, I've been there. And it's, and yeah. in, in a lot of ways, like you're never not there. There's always the truths that you write about are universal regardless of age or, or race or situation in life. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like they're very much like the heart of the matter. Like this is where the pain really is lying is deep inside of you. Not, not really in your externals. So yeah. I love that. Absolutely. That's yes. So yes. I have your book right here and um Aww. I well I bought a stack of them because um what? <laughs> I'll tell my people this, but I'm gonna give a few of you guys Morgan's book in our next live Q and A to the people that are in the collective. So stay tuned for that. But this I just wanted to just open it up and just show it to you and Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> and Morgan, I hope that you I hope that you read your book every now and then, like to yourself. Do you ever do that? You know, I'm getting better. Because I feel like your words are so, they're so powerful. Oh, What can we say of this day? It is here, this is one time, and then we'll never be again. I just opened up to a random page. Um, Mm. But we made it time to see the way the autumn burns leaves in the park and thousands of footsteps, hundreds of faces, dozens of taxis, making note of the little ways life was pouring in. That's so beautiful. So Thank beautiful. You. Um, so stay tuned for this guys. Cause I would love to, I would love to oh. gift this to a few of you. So, um, 
Oh my goodness, thank you. It's even even just hearing you read that back to me, I'm like, oh, I should read that. You should, should go to a to reading read of your work. Back. Yes, yes. Or have someone read them <laughs> to you. Just be like, just give me some good words. Oh. Um, you know, actually, the first time I heard of you was years ago. And I heard about you because I was in a coffee shop and a friend of a friend was there and she was crying. And I was a friend, like good enough friends with the friend that I was like, you know, just going over and making sure that everyone's good. Like, you know, the four in me was like, what do you need? How could I just, you know, um, and she, I could tell it wasn't like a, maybe like a heartbroken cry. It was more just like a raw cry. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was like, I just got an email from someone you probably know of her. She's so cool. She's so famous. And I'm like, oh, okay, tell me more. And she's like, she just wrote me a poem. Like, she just like sent me this. Are you serious? And it was you. You had literally just emailed her. She sent you some, I don't know, a letter maybe. Um, I think she paid ten dollars. This is a long time ago. Do you remember this <laughs> this season? Yes, yeah. I think I she paid like... ten dollars. Mm-hmm. <gasps> And you would write poetry in response to the letter that they shared with you or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. My memory is yeah. fuzzy. But she let us all read it. And it was so, you again, universally beautiful. And it touched all of us in that little moment, that little alcove of our coffee shop, you know, with our little matcha lattes. <laughs> and she was just <sighs> feeling so seen and so... Um, gratified in that moment so and I got to experience that and that's how I met you you didn't know it but I met you then and of course I was like well this lady she's very special and honestly like in that moment of my life um my business was growing and I was kind of feeling like I'm being stretched too thin there's not enough of me to go around how can I give what I want to give to every human that I come in contact with and then to be reminded that I don't need to touch every human I need to touch just one human at a time. And if I can share that, cool. And that that reminder to me was so timely and so, so powerful. And you didn't even know it, but that's what I got. So thank you. Um, I, I, I know, know right? I don't even know. Like that is, that's the first time I've heard a story like that. Um, so oh, I bet there are thousands of I, those. I've had a Millions. few moments where yeah. I, because I, I've, so I've been writing for people. Um, I just, this this idea sort of came from similar what you were feeling of just feeling like I was stretched too thin. Because after yeah. that poem first got out there, yeah. I started to kind of feel this pressure of like, okay, was that just like a one-time thing? Or is there something here? Or, mm. you know, how do I continue to, because you know what? as creatives like we're creating from such a personal place like it's gotta come from your heart and 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 who you are in your depths so i'm like i'm like i created that poem on a night where i was about to give up (laughs) like i don't know how to get back to that place you you don't don't need to tap back into that like that's exactly i was like i don't know how to how to keep that going so i spent all of 2017 um, well, most of 2017, up until about October, really stressing out about how to create connection with people in a way that was genuine, but not feeling like I had to just like go into the deep, You're dark right. depths yeah. every time. Of yourself, I especially. To... Yeah. Yeah. Because um, a lot of that stuff I was still working through. At that time, I was still working a lot of odd freelance freelance jobs. Like, mm. I, I have odd sorts of random skills. Like, I can do a little Photoshop. I can do a little Illustrator. Right. I can I can do all all a little bit of everything yeah. um, <laughs> at, a, at a level that's okay. You know, I'm not Same. That's exactly yet, how but... I roll through life. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> so I was doing a lot of that. But again, that stretch too thin thing. Yeah. That was real. So... Yeah. It was in October. I, I, I think it, it seemed to come out of nowhere, but I, I know that it was a culmination of just like a lot of those questions I had been asking all year. And I was literally just standing in my parents' house. I wasn't doing anything profound. I was standing in my parents' house, looking out the window. And I said, I know what I'll do. I'll just write from one person at a time. That's it. <laughs> and I posted on my Instagram that day. I remember because I remember the day because it was the day before my wedding anniversary. It was October sixteenth, twenty seventeen, and I posted on my um, on my Instagram story. And I I still have the image, which I'm so glad I still have it because it was not it was not a beautifully done image. It was actually 
and I'll, I'll like talk specifically because this is an art environment. It was actually yeah. really, it was really bad in my, like, in my opinion. It was a <laughs> white like, not background. Not my highest work. And I used a light gray font, which to oh. me, I might be looking into this a little bit too much, but I think that was me sort of like barely committing. Absolutely. You know? Like that's a, totally like the vision <laughs> I got was like, hey, if you see this and if you yeah, read it, like, you can maybe pay that? attention. <laughs> I'm like, who posts a white Instagram story with the light gray font? Like, you know, you can select all the colors. Mm -hmm. I selected like one of the lightest gray fonts. It's like, why did I do that? So I think that that was it. And I was like, let's just see. So immediately after I sent that, um, that same day, I can't remember if I sat down immediately, but it was during that first day. I got three messages. And I had my iPad with me and I just sat and my, my art did not look the way it did now. It was just mm -hmm. like basic sketches. It was like a little, a little very simple line mountain. It wasn't anything elaborate at all. Yeah. And that was like the first time that year that I felt the poetry just flow out of me. Like oh, it wow. wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't overthinking it. Yeah. I was just like, because I had such a clear focus. I was like, I'm writing yeah. for this person. Yeah. One of them was someone that I kind of knew. And two of them were just complete strangers. I didn't I didn't know them at all. But, um, and what they shared, they didn't share like their whole life stories or anything. It was just like, here's a little bit of who I am and, and what I'm going through or just, you know, I'm looking for encouragement for this particular thing. And I just sat there and I just responded. And then I shared those three pieces of art immediately. And I was like, no, that's different. I was like, that's different for me because normally I really overthink sharing. You know, back then I was really overthinking. That's so I was, interesting. So I doing it like hours... a place of compassion from the first, like, you know, the act of writing was a place of like love and compassion and then sharing it. You're not sharing you. You're kind of sharing like the story. It's not about you yeah, necessarily. It's yeah, and it suddenly felt like, and I figured this out pretty quickly, and I think that's why I was able to kind of keep the momentum going, because I still do this project now. Like, I mm -hmm. still, I'm still responding to people every week in this capacity. And um, I realized, I was like, oh, wait a second. I was like, when I share this way, I'm essentially just CCing everybody else on yes. what's already happened. I was yeah. like, the moment has already happened. The moment is not based on likes. The moment mm -hmm. is not based on followers. Yes. The moment is based on connection. And I was able to make this connection with this one person. And I was like, it served its purpose. Yeah. So anything beyond that is is yeah. overflow. And that's kind of the way I just oh, started gosh. to see it. And so beautiful. And I just started to keep that in my mind. And the next day I woke up to hundreds and hundreds of messages from people, people who didn't even follow me, who oh, were man. saying things like, hey, I heard that you're giving away like free poetry if, if I tell you a story or something. And I was like, yeah, sure. Good <laughs> practice, was, sure. <laughs> it was fun. It was, honestly, it was fun. At this time, yeah. I had no idea how to monetize. I, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about that part yet. I was just mm -hmm. like, all I know is that this is really fun to do and it's giving me a lot of peace and I'm not stressing out about it like I stress about all the other stuff so I just know I need to have this in my life and at the time I was like maybe I'll do it for a few weeks weeks turned into months months turned into years and are. I didn't even think about it and this is why I, I'm kind of an advocate for like putting a lot of stuff out there even if you don't you don't have to put it all on your Instagram like you can just put it on Pinterest you can create a blog or you can create a Twitter yeah. that you don't <laughs> really pay much attention to. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't have to just be all on Instagram or start a YouTube channel, but just put a lot out there. It doesn't be everything, but put a lot out there and just see what happens because it was hearing from other people from sharing this art that I heard people say things like, I would love to have this particular piece as a print. I would ah. love if you made stickers. Yeah. So it was other, actually the sweatshirt I'm wearing, like I wasn't even trying to wear it to like <laughs> promote Like let me market my sweatshirt. I, I really do love the sweatshirt, <laughs> but I never, um, I never really wore sweatshirts. I, I yeah. just, I don't know, it just never came to my mind. And someone, someone asked, they were like, 
I know this is weird because it's springtime, but could you make some sweatshirts? Because me and my friends, we love to wear sweatshirts. Awesome. And I was like, I was like, okay, let's try. And we placed an order, like a really small order because they're not cheap, <laughs> even at no, wholesale. They're really and not. we placed a small order and they sold out like right away. I was like, well, as it turns out, that person that's and their amazing. friends and some other people and their friends wanted it too. So, so that's sort of been my strategy. It's just like put different things out there and yeah. and and push yourself, challenge yourself to do it because people will give you feedback that that surprises you. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm constantly getting surprised by people who engage with my work. It's like, even when you just shared that story with me, I'm still surprised. Yeah, that's, I'm like, I love hearing I'm that. Like, yes, you're, you're so surprised by I that because so I feel people, like, but it's still, <laughs> yeah, you, you're, yes. Like I feel like you've touched so many lives and mm-hmm. I hope that, you know, I hope that you know that like, you know, cognitively, but also I don't, I think that for every one story like that you hear or one story, like, you know, that really meant a lot to me. There are probably hundreds that aren't speaking up and aren't saying that out loud. Mm. But I think that, um, in fact, I had a conversation this morning. I'm like, I get to talk to Morgan Harper Nichols today. And she was like, wait, what? I've been following her for years. And I'm I'm like, actually, she was like, if I could ask her one question, it would be this. How does she consistently share so much of her heart without getting burnt out? And I'm like, well, that's a question that I had for her yes. too. So oh. how, how do you like consistently let your heart be so engaged and so, I mean, the work that, that most artists do is kind of like quiet and a bit selfish. Like we're enjoying the process and you're like, we're doing our thing and it's great, but it's very much like mm-hmm. what's in my head. How can I convey that clearly? But the work that you do is both like what's in my head and how can I convey that clearly, but also it has like your heart is so engaged in that process and you can't, you can't separate like I think a lot of creatives can, not that we all can, but you know, um, how do you, how do you manage your energy, your inspiration, and then just keeping yourself with some healthy boundaries, but also giving yourself enough space to be vulnerable in that Mm. way. Yeah, that's such a that is just a little question a there, question. you know. <laughs> I know. And it's something I, I'm very I think about it a lot and yeah. um and it's very important to me because I do um so prior to um having my son, I will say that I honestly did overwork quite a bit, but I didn't realize it because you know, when I'm just sitting there working on my computer yeah, working on my it feels iPad, so you know, good it's so fun yeah you know, hours pass by <laughs> you don't yeah. realize it however um when I was pregnant I the biggest thing that I ran into was fatigue and I literally just started sleeping almost twice as much as I normally do and, mm-hmm. and um during the first trimester and it was very it was a wake-up call for me well <laughs> a sleeping call I guess a but it was call, a wake-up yeah. call yeah, it was a wake up call for me because it was like, oh, I've gotta, I've gotta add more bricks. I've got to give more room. I can't just work all day. So, yeah. what I figured out is that I, I start to think I'm like, okay, which hours am I the most awake and the most alert? And I will say that I have grown to be pretty disciplined with um, just working in those in those like sweet spot hours and i didn't really understand the importance of that and then i read this book sorry i'm filled with recommendations i love it send them all it's called it's a popular book it's i have it right here it's called um deep work by cal newport yes and of the many things that he talks about in this book he actually he actually talks about he's like you know the, the way the human brain works, like even when it comes to top level performing athletes or concert violinists, we only have about at the max, at the best, four hours of like yeah. peak opportunity a day to really do like our deep work, our best work. Mm-hmm. So, and, and he's like a, he's like a, a scientist. So he has like all these facts yeah. and things about how all this works. So I was like, that gave me a lot of comfort though. Um, because I was like, oh yeah, there's, I don't have to work all day. Yeah, that is <laughs> you know? so reassuring. To I be like, can These stop. Are my hours. So yeah, yeah. So I try to just have focus hours. I don't always get four, um, but even if I get two focus hours, like I tell, 
I tell I tell my husband like we'll we'll trade off with the baby. I'm like, hey, I just need like two hours with my headphones, and that's usually in the first half of the day. That's usually like when I have the most energy. So, um, yeah, that's been I've been pretty consistent about that. So, a, a lot of what you see that I share, it kind of comes from these little yeah. pockets, and I'm just like, I make a bunch of stuff, and then and then here's the second part, and I don't I don't do this perfectly. But it's something I'm constantly working toward of just staying in the flow and staying in the mindset of I do not have to share everything I make. Mm. Like, let me the times where I've started just making for play, making for fun, even when I have deadlines, even when I have stuff to do, when I just give myself that freedom, I surprise myself so much because I'm like, oh, I actually do still end up getting the work done, especially when you're making like painting series and things like that. It's it is blown my mind away. Like I, I, so I try to, I try to stick with that. Um, And I don't always do that perfectly. A lot of times I I do get in my head and I think, oh, you know, what colors are trending right now? Or I need to do this motifs, these motifs, because this is what's going on. And or Christmas is coming. Start... We got to go Christmassy, you know, all these things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. love that. So in I... our community, we talk a lot about um, the phrase, do it for the process and just like stop creating for the end person, mm-hmm. which I also feel like in your case would yeah. be extremely hard because you are creating for a person. Yeah. So how yeah. does that work for you? Like, cause in, in the, in my process <clears throat> and what I encourage others is to like create for the love of the creative act, not for mm-hmm. the praise or the likes or the money or the having a good thing at the end. Yeah. Um, does that still translate to your work? Because you do have that like that other human involved essentially. Absolutely. And I think one of the key things that you said there that I love is that the other human involved, because I found that when I focus less on trying to write for multiple people and I focus more on writing for one person for one thing it actually does become easier for me at least so I'll give I'll give you sort of like a a frame of mind of like my workflow so what I'll do is I'll sit down and I just sort of like what I like to call just get the scribbles out get the wiggles out and I'll just like do a little few digital pieces (laughs) just for fun just to see um, and then I'll go over to my email um, or my Instagram DMs. I'm mostly doing email these days because DMs are just, they're, they're not oh, very easy. <laughs> they're not organized. And, I cannot imagine and, um, you have like many, many millions it's, followers. It's It'll a be... lot of DMs. Um, so the yeah. emails are, are a bit easier to manage because it's just like, <sighs> okay, I know One. where things are. And if I have to take a break, I can search. I can find their message. Yeah. It's just... It's a lot easier. So they can't um, tell when I'll you've do, seen it. All these things. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's a lot less, especially now because I mean, one thing that just kind of comes with, you know, when I hit the one million follower mark, like I was really bummed because one thing that comes with that is you do start getting a lot of trolls and a lot of spammy messages, and the time it takes to just weed through those. Um, and a lot of times they're just copy and paste messages from yeah. who knows who. Yeah. Um, the time it takes to weed through those, it's time consuming. So yeah. I was kind of bummed about that. That's kind of like, nasty. I started this thing as like this intimate space where we yeah. could come and hang out and share. And it's just not that anymore. But email, I still have been able to kind of maintain a little bit of that connection. So um, what I'll do is I'll open a message and sometimes someone has shared with me literally two words um, or a few words of just like, I need encouragement or mm-hmm. this is something that's on my mind or I just want to say hello and thank you. And sometimes it is an entire life story and someone has just said, I don't even know if you're going to read all this, but I just want to share. I just want to get it out. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll just sort of take a second and I'll look and then I'll just focus on one word um one word so if they talked about courage wanting courage feeling like they're finding courage wanting healing feeling like they're finding healing i just start there and then i take that word and i just think colors i think what color comes to mind when i hear this word what would i if you know what would if i were in their shoes you know what might i maybe like to hear and I never know 
<laughs> I don't know what they need to hear. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what I'm doing, and the reason why I try to just focus on one word is that, you know, as as artists, you know, we don't have to try to necessarily give people advice, but we can help people feel seen and heard through our work. And that's sort of like the mindset I have. And I'm like, this person talked about their healing journey. This person talked about just this brave thing that they've been through or this really traumatic thing that they've been through. And I just want to honor their courage. So I, I honestly end a lot of the messages I send to people when I actually make the art and send it. I say, hey, you don't even have to respond. I just yeah. wanted to take a moment and just affirm and honor the courage and strength that you already have to share all of this, to put these things into words, to yeah. put it on paper, to send it to a stranger. Like that is a lot of courage. And yeah, so in that way, you know, it's kind of repetitive because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's kind of, I just stay in that frame of mind. And, you know, the biggest challenge with that sometimes is that, you know, there are some times where I, I want to go deeper and I want to talk about other things. <laughs> there have been a few times where I've gotten messages back and it was like, hey, that's great, but that's not what I was, that's not what I'm going through <laughs> at like, all. I only like, read one word. I didn't read the whole thing. Yeah, it wasn't sorry. that serious. <laughs> I was like, I'm really sorry. So, oh um, <laughs> man, that's kind of, that's kind of so, defeating. Like, well, I poured my heart into this. I hope it, hope it did something. <laughs> it is, it is really weird because I do get messages from people who want to go really deep and some people who just really want to keep it light. Yeah. So one thing but that you this know, is like, one of my- sometimes feeling seen can be uncomfortable and maybe, maybe they felt seen Absolutely. and they were like, oh, actually that. I need to put up some walls. Like I was too Yeah. Seen, you know? Yeah. And, and it's hard because like, I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Like that's not my goal at all. So one thing that I have been, this is sort of my big challenge now is to challenge myself to kind of get a, a little bit more lyrical and a little bit more figurative and more storytelling and, kind of an example of that would be I recently wrote a piece for someone where I just stayed in third person and I was just like this might not even be your story completely but this at all but this is just a story and it's a story that you have if you or anyone in your life may ever want it so I feel like that kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off and it's less of like let me give you the right like here's what you need from my life (laughs) Oh man. So yeah, it's that's so I love hearing your process, especially considering like it's it's just a little bit different um of a process than of mo- like most painters or most even if you do mm. commissions, it's still like a little bit more um it's more personal in a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I've been I've gotten a few commissions that have been very personal but I'm still able to remove the person, like the commissioner from my mental state while I create the work, which I don't know if you do that or not. Like if you're able to be like, all right, I read your words, I see what you want or what you need or, you know, whatever. Um, and then you can kind of be like, okay, here's what I'm thinking and feeling. And then you can pass it on to them and to yeah. others. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely think I, I definitely think a lot of my story is, is in the work for sure. Um, I just didn't realize it at first. Um, so now a lot of times, even when I am responding to people, I'll say things like, Hey, this is something that I just connected with from your story, you know, based on my experiences. And that kind of takes the pressure off too. of Just like, Oh yeah, this is just a person telling me their story. It's not so much like, you know, me trying to (laughs) tell them how to feel or whatever. So yeah, it's taught me a lot about just communication and connecting with people and and I feel like it's made me a stronger writer and artist and and I and I do like to always encourage artists to, especially if you're just dealing with self-doubt like especially if you're dealing with self-doubt and you're questioning yourself to have something even if it's just for fun maybe someday on your Instagram story just doing like hey guys send me a, a an animal that I should, should sketch yeah. you know and just for, it can be lighthearted, but I think it is nice to have like, oh, you know, my art, it can connect with people. Like yes. it does connect in yeah. real life. I think that yeah. 
that can give a lot of, it's giving me a lot of confidence for sure. I love that tip. I love that a lot because it like, we, I like to think a lot about, you know, when marketing, marketing, the capital M feels just like this huge thing, just mm -hmm. taking it back to like, just connect with one person. As an artist, yeah. you only need one buyer. You don't need a million yeah. buyers or a thousand mm -hmm. buyers. You need, you need one, maybe two, you know? Yeah. So yeah. just, you know, exactly. connect to one person I, yeah, over I and over again. I love artists who have like their theme that's something super specific, like flamingos, you know? Yeah. And they're just like, <laughs> I paint neon flamingos. Yes. Like, yeah, and people who want neon flamingos, yes. they know where to go. They know where to go. You're the gal. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. This has been so deeply encouraging. Morgan, thank you so much. Yeah. Guys, uh, oh, I'm you. highly, I'm gonna highly recommend that you get this book and that you read it out loud to yourself because these words translate to the artist's life very specifically because I think you obviously write from an artist's perspective. Um, mm -hmm. And just the, the encouragement to be brave and to be vulnerable and to be bold, but with without the ego being fully engaged with more, you know, be bold for the sake of, of lifting up others and lifting up yourself in a healthy way. And it's just, I feel like it's things that artists in particular need to just wash themselves with all the time because we're giving and giving and giving and creating which is filling, but also depleting. And you have to keep both mm. of those levels, you know, good. So I, I mm, love this absolutely. book for myself as a selfish, beautiful thing that's kind of like self-care. Um, and it's also just really beautiful. So thank you for creating it. Um, also, you have another book that I have. I meant to grab it, but it's on the table oh, yeah, right back there. My little one. <laughs> yeah, so that sweet. was, I, I think I, I published that that first year after I had started yeah. doing this and yeah and and it, that was another idea I never would have just been like I'm gonna write a book but I love how you take an idea and you're just like I'm just gonna go for it and we'll see what yeah, happens well, people were commenting saying you should write a book and I was like yeah. all right I, I'm Why literally not? just gonna write a book for my audience I'm not gonna worry about trying to write for some you know invisible critic somewhere off in the corner <laughs> you yes. know like yeah. just gonna write for my audience so, I love so that. yeah it's that's how that book came to be. This has been so like very, very encouraging. But I, I also for me, it's been very like just the reminder to go to your people and be there for them. Like that is marketing. That is mm -hmm. that is business. If you do it right, yeah. like, we're not trying to be Absolutely. Apple. We're not trying to be, you know, yeah, we're connecting to, to humans. And I think that's Absolutely. so encouraging and so empowering. So Morgan, thank you for being here. Thank you for talking with us. Oh, good. thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. I really did. So good. Like a bath. A delight. <laughs>
And I want to just kind of peel back the curtain a little bit and share what's happening in the studio with you. So we'll do that in depth inside of the collective with our team structure and how we, how we go about hiring people and, you know, the kinds of things that happen behind the scenes in that area. But I'll do an address here as well. An address sounds so formal. <laughs> I'll give you a little update on what's happening in the studio and our new, you know, all the new changes that are happening in this podcast space. So be sure to subscribe. And if you wouldn't mind, if you enjoyed this episode or other episodes, if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing this podcast, I would be really thankful. I don't know how these things work. This algorithm doesn't make sense to me, but I do know that that matters. And honestly, I love reading your comments. Um, I know that I talk too fast. Someone told me that. I know that I talk too slow. Someone else told me that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll talk however I'm going to talk, but if you wouldn't mind leaving me a review, um, if you have an opinion on my voice, you can you can share that there. <laughs> no, but really, I would love your, your words of encouragement or your feedback and a nice review, that'd be lovely. All right, tune in for the State of the Studio address coming up next. I'll see you in the collective. All right, bye for now.